I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends, guys. Welcome back to our slash entitled people, where people truly think that they can do what they want when they want because they're special. And in today's episode, Opie tells a story about her new entitled nightmare neighbor, guys that truly thinks she owns the neighborhood. I hope you enjoy the stories, don't shake your heads too hard, and as always, you can send or link your post to this email right here. Let's dive in. So I'm having a house built, but I bought a TV during Amazon's Prime Days. I had it sent to my grandparents' house to be stored until the house is done. The package never arrived, and after a couple of days, the picture from the delivery was on the FedEx site. So I sent it to my grandfather, who recognizes it as his neighbor. So he calls his neighbor, who claims that he ordered the exact same TV, and didn't realize that he opened mine. The neighbor says that his is coming the following week, and he'll give me his, as it's the exact same TV. A few hours later, he says, I called Amazon, who said for me to just keep this TV, and for you to call them so they can replace it. I tell him that my refund slash replacement has been denied multiple times, and that I was told to contact local authorities and law enforcement, but I would call again. The next morning, I call Amazon, who tells me again that my claim was denied, and that I should still try to get my TV back since I know where it is. I then call the neighbor, who's now saying that he has to send my TV back when his gets in. I tell him not to, that I want my TV even if it's open. He's an old dude, so I was using yes sir and no sir. I was trying to be polite, as he has my very expensive TV. He then hangs up and he sends me a long text, how he has my TV and won't be giving it back. And I say, so just to verify, you're refusing to give me my TV? He then calls me back and says to stop harassing him or he's calling the cops on me. So that's when I drive to my grandfather's house to see what this guy's deal is. And after some back and forth with a neighbor, he calls the cops. They come out. Four cops showed up because the dude said that I'm committing fraud and cheating him out of a TV. After I showed the cops the text where he has my TV, pictures of the box he sent me with my name on it, and where my refund was denied, they went to talk to him. The guy changed his story for the fifth time to say that I already got a refund and I'm trying to fraud Amazon and steal his TV. At the end of the day, I got my TV back and the neighbor calls my grandfather saying that I cheated him out of a TV. The neighbor is now claiming that he won't get his TV because he was supposed to keep mine. The old dude was so entitled that he thought he had a right to my TV. So yeah, reading this, guys, I'm going to be honest. I don't think that guy even ordered a TV in the first place. Like, there is no way that guy ordered the exact same TV at the exact time that OP did. And clearly he was just trying to give different excuses and hoping OP would give up. But seriously, with that said, you've got to be some crappy person to knowingly keep something that expensive that doesn't belong to you. And then have the audacity to call the cops about it. Again, some freaking people, I tell you. 
So I have a crazy mother, and I hope you'll enjoy this story. I was traveling down memory lane, and I remembered this gem from the time I was pregnant with my kid. Now, it's not the worst thing she's done, but it ranks up there with the worst things to do to your kids. I was around five months along by this point, and already had the gender of the baby. We weren't into those fancy gender reveal parties, though. I texted everyone we knew the gender right away after leaving that appointment. We then went to my baby daddy's friend's mother's home for a visit, who we'll call Patty. Patty was very excited for us, and she begged us to let her be our child's fairy godmother, because she was into that whole fantasy and witch-type culture. Now, I didn't see anything wrong with it, even if my baby daddy was a little bit put off, but we agreed. Patty was very happy, and it felt nice to have a supportive person in my life that wasn't trying to control every little thing. Patty then offers to throw a baby shower for us. She admits that she couldn't buy us extravagant gifts, but she knew friends who had baby items that they no longer needed, and that she would ask if we could have them. I didn't mind hand-me-downs. A lot of my kids' clothes were from the thrift store or Salvation Army for a long time. I was thrilled about the gifts. As long as they weren't broken, I happily accepted them. So I got to work right away, making invitations, printing them out, handwriting everyone's name that I wanted to invite. I even ordered special envelopes with mine, baby daddy's, and the name we had picked out for our baby printed on them. So I sent them out, made a Facebook post, and even said the gifts weren't a requirement. I just wanted to celebrate having a baby with my family. Patty had requested a few invitations to give to her friends with the hand-me-downs, which I willingly gave. I was looking forward to the big day. Now, I did ask everyone who wanted to come to RSVP by a certain date, just so me and Patty could make sure to have food for everyone to eat. By the time the date arrived, no one in my family had RSVP'd. Only Patty, her friends, my baby daddy's friends, along with two friends of mine from my old job. Nobody from my family. So, of course, I called my uncles and aunts and asked if they'd gotten the invitation. They all said they didn't want to come because I was being cruel to my mother. I immediately called my mom, and this is how the conversation went. My mom picks up the phone, and she immediately gets aggressive towards me, saying, What? I say to her, uh, hey, aren't you coming to the baby shower? My mother then says, Why would I bother stepping foot into that garbage place? I don't like those people. I say to her, uh, it's for me, because I'm having your grandbaby. Aren't you happy for me? My mother then says, Why would I be happy for you? You took my baby shower away from me. Why would I care what you do? I say to her, your baby shower, it's not about you. It's about me and the baby that I'm having. My mother says, I'm sure you'd like to think that. And I'm sure that ugly witch Patty is going to throw you such a great party. But don't expect me or anyone in this family to be there. I told them what you're doing to me and they're taking my side. I just hung up on her after that. So the day of the baby shower, I was miserable, but I tried to appear happy for the guests that did come. Baby Daddy and I got a lot of gifts, most of them secondhand, but we were happy regardless. We also got some money to help with a few expenses for when the baby's born. When Baby Daddy and I got back to his home that night and unloaded the car, I got a text from my mother. She asked if I'd been given any money. I immediately call her and ask her why she wanted to know. She then says, because you have to pay rent. 
Now, I wasn't living with my mom at this point, and I couldn't believe the audacity she had to be demanding rent when I didn't live with her. So I say to her, no, mom, I don't have to pay rent. I moved out six months ago. If you want rent money, hit up your other kids that do live with you. I'm sure Dave, my brother, doesn't mind giving up smoking weed for the month. And maybe Kate, my sister, wouldn't mind cutting back on buying that latest Michael Kors bag. Hearing me say that, my mom just shouts at me how those two couldn't be bothered to help and that I was the only one who would. I say to her, and why don't you have any money? And that's when she tells me, I went to the casino and lost this month's rent, okay? Is that what you want to hear? Are you going to give me the money or not? And the truth comes out. After that, I just take a deep breath and say, No, mom, I will not be giving you any money. Maybe if you live without hot water and electricity for the month, your other kids will want to chip in, and you'll learn a lesson about being more careful with your finances. I then hung up while she was mid-screaming that I was no longer her daughter. It felt good to get that over her. She then ends up driving to my place and she banged on the door and refused to leave until we gave her money. She left after we threatened to call the police and she didn't talk to me until my kid was born. So yeah, the post ends right there, guys. But honestly, I've read a lot of stories about crazy moms, and this one has gotta be up there. Like, the entitlement is wild. Like, making Opie's baby shower all about her, telling Opie's family not to go to the baby shower, and then has the audacity to demand the money that Opie received at the baby shower to pay her rent. Like, reading this, I was thinking, why even keep in contact with her at all? But with that said, OP does come to the comments to let everybody know that she has a permanent protective order on her mom now, and that mom and siblings can never contact her again. So yeah, I guess it's a happy ending. Back in the early 2010s, my best friend, who we'll call Jim, and his family were moving across the state for his dad's work. Now, Jim has a disability that makes him wheelchair-bound. At first glance, he looks like he should be healthy, but in reality, it's quite the opposite. This is important for later. They had sent their stuff ahead in a truck, but they still had a bunch in their van, and Jim's wheelchair had stuff stacked on top of it. While they were traveling, they decided to stop at a grocery store to grab some supplies for the new place, as they were moving someplace rural and there were no affordable grocery stores at their destination. At the time, Jim could walk albeit very slowly and with help, but at the risk of falling and getting seriously hurt, as he couldn't catch himself and was over six feet tall. So when they got to the store, Jim was helped out of the van so he could go inside and cool off, as they were driving through the desert in late August, early September. His folks helped him inside and to one of their mobility scooters, seeing as his chair was buried. So off Jim went in the scooter that had the approximate speed of a snail, He was starting to cruise around the store when he was spotted by a middle-aged gentleman, the entitled person of the story, who was walking with his elderly mother. She was obviously having some trouble walking, and it just so happened that Jim was in possession of the last functioning scooter, so she wasn't able to use it. Well, seeing Jim in the last functioning scooter, and assuming he was just some teenage kid goofing off, he tells Jim to get off and let his mother use the scooter. Now, Jim was used to this kind of interaction, so he calmly explained that no, he wasn't goofing off in a scooter, he actually needed it to get around. That's when the guy then ranted how Jim was younger, how his mom was in awful pain, so Jim should respect his elders and get off the scooter. Jim naturally disagreed. He again explains his disability and drove away. Though not very common, this sort of interaction was not his first. But everyone before had been very understanding of the situation. Not so much with this guy. 
So as Jim peruses the wares of the grocery store, the guy just follows him around, shouting at him how disrespectful he was, and he didn't think anything was wrong with Jim, just screaming at him to get off while leaving his mother at the front door. Now here's a fun fact about Jim: I've rarely seen him get genuinely angry. I've seen him get upset at a video game or other things, but he has a very unique ability to let stupid people and their antics roll off his back like a duck with water. So Jim did what he does best, and he blocked him out. But the entitled dude kept up his antics, continuing to follow Jim while he was shopping, and Jim pretended that he didn't exist. Eventually, Jim found his parents as they were checking out, and the dude runs back to his mom after seeing Jim's dad, who's not a small person. And that's where the story ends. But every time Jim thinks of the story, he says, "And you know what the worst part was? That guy followed me and harassed me rather than take care of his mom, who looked like she was in awful pain. If I could, I probably would have slugged him just for that." I totally agree, guys. And Jim is right. Like instead of helping his mom to get home faster, the idiot had to follow a random person around the store, yelling at them and harassing them. Like he knows mobility scooters are first come first serve, right? And for the guy to bring his mom to the store, thinking he can get a scooter 100%, or in this case, even try to bully someone out of their scooter when they need it, is highly irresponsible. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So my husband and I are in our late thirties, and we're child-free. I hope you enjoy this one. My husband and I have been saving up for almost a decade to move to a tropical paradise. About two years ago, we bit the bullet and we moved to our dream location. Housing here is super expensive, like Hawaii prices, so all we could afford was half a duplex. The place is beautiful, and it's on the water with places for our boat. Unfortunately, Karen, Bob the boyfriend, and her three gremlins live in the other unit. Also, there was some period of time where we just went for a week here and there, but we live here full time now. The entire duplex was owned by an older gentleman who rented out both sides. The sides do not match at all. One side is a five-bedroom, three-bath, and the other side of the duplex is a two-bedroom, one-bath. We bought the five-bedroom. On our side of the property, we have 90% of the backyard, a gazebo, and dockage, about 150 feet since it's on a corner. The other side has a small backyard, a patio, and maybe 15 feet of dockage. The rental leases say that the renters are entitled to their specific backyards, but there were no fences or anything, so all the renters shared the entire backyard. 
So after we moved into the place, Karen immediately tries to throw her weight around that they expected to continue with that privilege. I told her if she asked politely, we would try to accommodate her. She thought this meant that she could use our backyard whenever she wanted. One day, my husband and I are enjoying some drinks outside when a delivery truck shows up to set up a giant blow-up thing in our backyard. I asked Karen what the F she thought she was doing, and she said it was for her kid's birthday. She then had the gall to say that it was a family and friends only event, so we had to stay inside our house, no going outside. Now, not wanting to be a total a-hole and ruin some girl's birthday, I told Karen after this she had no access to our backyard. Period. Karen just shrugged and she kept setting up for the party. During the party, a drunk adult wandered into our house, which shocked us all. I said Karen's house is on the other side, and he said, oh, Karen said she owned the whole property and to use whatever bathroom was available. I directed him to Karen's bathroom, and soon after, she comes storming into our house, screaming how dare we make her look bad to her friends, and how selfish we are that we couldn't even spare one bathroom for them to use. She said we didn't deserve all this space with just us. I told Karen to get the hell out of my house or I'll be calling the cops. She finally left and the party wrapped up shortly after. So after the party incident, we decide that we need to clearly define the backyard and build a fence. While we're spending the money, we decide to update the patio, put a fire pit in, and an outdoor kitchen. While the contractor was on site, nosy Karen comes to investigate. Since the fence would be the last thing built, I was just vague, and I just stuck to telling her about the patio update. And you could see her face light up because, of course, in her mind, what's ours is hers. When the worker started working on the fence, Karen came out screaming for the work to stop. I went outside, and I told the workers to keep working, and told Karen to get out. Of course, in true Karen fashion, she called the cops on us. And what happened next was hilarity on my part, after explaining to the cop that we were building a fence on our property, and that the landlord, of which Karen was not, knew about it. When the cop gave Karen a stern lecture, I thought her head was going to explode. She went back into her house, and she slammed the sliding glass door so hard, it sounded like the glass broke. So we got our fence, and I thought that would be the end, but of course not. There was a boat incident. One day, her boyfriend Bob entered the picture, and he was just as much of a terrible neighbor as Karen was. The guy would throw cigarette butts and empty beer cans over our fence for disrespecting his woman. I didn't know Paradise had trailer trash, but this guy was the epitome of the stereotype. The guy also has a boat, a 30-foot fishing boat to be precise. And of course, that side of the duplex only has 15 feet of dockage. Since we have so much dockage and only one boat, we rent out the other dockage spots as month to month. People come and go, so if we don't receive rent from them by the end of the month and the boat disappears, we think nothing of it. We had a renter who tied up their boat on the property line, but Bob wanted to park his boat there and he needed that space. So what does Karen and Bob do? They posed as us, as we were out of town, and they told the renters to be gone at the end of the month, and then he parked his precious boat on the dockage. I only found out about it weeks later because the renter left a nasty review on the rental site we used. They said we were rude, and we went back on the verbal agreement to let them stay for three months. I was like, what the F is all this? After a phone call, I quickly put two and two together. I called the cops, who then told Karen and Bob that they need to move their boat, or it would be towed, or the equivalent of it anyway. They then both start screaming that the boat is fully on their property, which it wasn't, and then changed to no one can own the water. 
They also said that we were liars, and at some point, Bob punched a cop, and he went to jail. I end up winning my small claim suit against them for loss of rental income, but of course, I haven't seen a dime. I eventually convinced the docket renters to come back, and I gave them a few months free as compensation. Now, if you've made it this far, congratulations. Get ready for juicy justice. So with the collapsing market, we were trying to figure out what to do with our savings, when a perfect opportunity opens up. The landlord, who owned both properties, was in desperate need of some cash, and he was tired of managing the property from 2,000 miles away. So we brought it up that we wanted to buy the property off him. His only stipulation was we let the poor single mom, who's been his renter for 8 years, finish her lease which is up in July. So since we have the money and we're trying to reinvest, and because now we get to control our neighbors, heck yeah, we jumped on that. And since we didn't need a realtor or mortgage, everything closed in just under two weeks. Karen was aware of a change of ownership, but she didn't know who, until eight days ago. I went to Karen's house and I knocked on the door. Karen answers the door with a, what the F do you want, bitch? At that, I smiled. I then hand her our landlord information and sweetly remind her that rent was due by Friday. But she could just hand me the check now if it was easier. I've always heard descriptions of people's faces turning white, but this was the first time I've actually seen it. I told Karen word for word that we're honoring her lease until the end of July. But afterwards, she had better make plans to move because we want to spend some time remodeling it before our new tenants moved in. Of course, she wasn't happy. Bye, bitch. Holy cow, what an entitled nightmare neighbor that was, guys. And what sweet justice that was as well. And guys, I can only imagine what Karen's face looked like when Opie told her that she was her new landlord. Like, what a great feeling that must have been, to be able to do that to your entitled neighbors. Oh, by the way, I now own the place you're living in. Get out. So two weeks ago, my son Ethan, who's 27, and his wife Jessica, 30, bought a small one-story house in the town we lived in. After settling down, they invite us for a small party for the occasion. We sat for dinner and talked about the house a bit. Me, my husband, and Jess continued conversing, after Ethan excused himself to take an important call. That's when Jess showed me the original key to the house, and I asked if she'd made copies yet, and she said no. I then said that she should, and she should also give one copy to me as well. She then looked at me funny and asked why she should. I explained that it's necessary so it could be used in emergencies. And that's when she rudely said, I don't know what kind of emergency that would require you having a key to our house, but it sure won't be a fire incident. Now, she obviously didn't seem to have any idea that a fire incident wasn't what I meant, and I got offended by her sarcasm. I pointed out that it's not just her decision because this is my son's house as well, and that he'll give me a key. At that, she smiled at me, trying to be polite, and stated that the only ones who contributed towards the house get a copy, and that I don't need one anyway. She also assured me that my son will have the same answer for me, basically saying, don't bother bringing this up with Ethan, he'll tell you the same thing. But I did, and she spoke on his behalf the entire argument, repeating what she said over and over. Things then escalated to her calling me pushy, and me telling her that she was being unnecessarily rude and disrespectful. My husband and I then left in a rush, and I felt horrible. My husband went on and on how paranoid and controlling I was to basically be demanding a copy of the key to the new house. But again, I stated that I'm trying to be helpful, taking extra precautions since anything could happen. 
He insisted that I overstepped and ruined Ethan and Jessica's joy for their new house as well as dinner. I genuinely don't think that what I said was out of line and I'm not sure why Jess reacted so intensely. I think my request was innocent. Am I the entitled a-hole for wanting a copy of my son's house key? Oh boy, so I think you guys already may know that OP was voted an entitled Karen by everyone. And in my opinion, it's not an a-hole move to want a copy of your son's house key, but the way she phrased it made her an a-hole. Like, do people offer copies of their keys to family members in case they get locked out, etc, etc? Yes, definitely. But again, the way OP said it, like, you'll need to give me a copy of your key. And then the way she doubled down by continuing to push, it not only made her seem like an entitled a-hole, it made her seem creepy. Like, I've read posts where moms go into their son's house and, like, watch them sleep or something like that. Again, the intentions were good, mom, but being pushy made you the a-hole. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Let me know how many of you give keys to people so they can go inside your house when you're not home. If you guys enjoy the stories, hit that thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy stories. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, it's an r slash malicious compliance episode where bad bosses are getting taught lessons left and right, guys. Go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.